Welcome to Power, Strength and Vulnerability, the mental health podcast. It's time to make mental health a normal conversation with your host, Shane Kelton. Welcome to another podcast, Power, Strength and Vulnerability. I'm your host, Shane, and today I'm going to talk about goals. What I've found over the last couple of weeks is I've actually been struggling probably a little bit longer than a couple of weeks. Um, and I've been thinking and I've had a couple of talks in the meantime and a couple of questions have arisen. And I thought the best way to talk about goals would be to actually talk about it through the podcast. Um, with mental health and mental illness as such, we quite often find ourselves feeling as if we're failures, as if we've got nothing to achieve, um, we're not good enough to achieve, you know, anything really. Like we sometimes I feel like my relationship, I'm not good enough for my relationship, I'm not good enough to coach, I'm not good enough to have friends. Um, I feel like everyone would be better off without me. I feel like anything I put my mind to, I'm not good enough to succeed at that, whether that be a physical event, whether it be a mental event, whether that be a new job, whether that be a goal or aspiration that I want to work to in five or ten years, whether that be to have kids or, or whatnot. So I thought it would be important to talk about goals and in their whole and I guess put a few scenarios out there that might help you. So the first scenario I guess I'll talk about is the person that cannot physically get out of bed. So that's me sometimes, uh, mentally, physically. I just feel like getting out of bed is like running a marathon. Now, for someone that hasn't been through that, you'll find this very hard to understand, but try and bear with me and have a listen a while I sort of explain this because this could help you with someone else. So what I find is sort of the first thing that goes um, with someone who's suffering really, really badly, and it's the same with myself when I spoke about this at Croydon North Football Club the other week, is that we often lose that self-respect within ourselves. And with that, we stop washing, we stop cleaning, and we stop doing those little things that are all about us. So cleaning our bodies for hygiene is, is about us, and to a degree, it's about others as well because you don't want to stink in front of others. I've got no sense of smell, so fortunately, that's not a problem for me, smelling others. But Brushing your teeth and washing yourself and going to the toilet and probably not so much going to the toilet, but going to the toilet on time without sort of pushing yourself to breaking point. Eating well, eating itself, um, sleeping well, exercising, walking, all of that kind of stuff. They're the first things when we suffer depression or get busy or get tired if we drop off when really that's the first thing we need to be aiming to do. Now, what I do when I get like this is I actually set myself two tasks in the morning to do and only two tasks and that's have a shower and brush my teeth. Now to some people out there that might seem like a really, really simple thing but to others that are struggling through their depression, it really does seem like one of the hardest things in the world to do because we don't feel that self-worth, that that friend or that family member might feel like everyone's looking and laughing at them so they just hide away in bed. So with that, getting out of bed and brushing teeth and having a shower, what that can possibly do is that sets off, a, I guess, a path of tasks that you can then achieve because all of a sudden you're up and you're out of bed. So it's like, all right, I'm going to make my bed and I'm going to have something to eat. Um, I'm going to walk the dogs, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden you're ticking off not just one or two tasks, you're ticking off three or four tasks. Now, I find the most common mistake with this is people then don't 
become proud of themselves for doing these little things when it's very important to understand that those little things aren't just little things. They're stepping stones to a bigger picture because if you can string those little things together, it becomes a whole day where you're out of bed, you might have gone to work when you previously wouldn't have, you might have walked the dogs, you might have gone to the gym, you might have done your food prep, you might have gone out and checked on, check on another friend. All of a sudden, those one or two things turns into 10, 15 things and at the end of the day, you go to bed and you feel, yeah, a little bit tired and overwhelmed, but it's success and you're working towards a better you. Now, the next step is, you know, if you do get out of bed and you can do all of these little things, but you're still lacking that motivation and that drive, you need something bigger to work towards. So a goal, something that you can strive for, something that means something to you. And that's the most important thing. It has to mean something to you. It's your why. It's something that drives you, it gets you out of bed. Now for me, it's reducing the stigma around mental illness. That's what gets me out of bed every morning. That's what gets me doing the things that I don't want to do. If I'm not in a very good physical or mental state, I can't help people because I'm basically burning myself out. So if I'm not going to the gym or not exercising or not eating well or not showering or not brushing my teeth or any of these kind of things, then my big ultimate why suffers and that's reducing suicide. The suicide rate needs to come down and that's ultimately what I want to do. I want to be able to help the people that are going through mental illness but also help others understand how to help those people go through. So setting that really big goal is really important and as as I said, it needs to mean something to you. Now, that could be anything. Now, what I find is that a lot of people focus on that one thing and that's super um, to have that something that you're so passionate for. But in the meantime, you still need to set those little foundation goals along the way. So let's say, you know, you have a big goal, which is two years away. You need to break it down along the way to have targets and aims to hit because if you don't, it's going to seem so overwhelming and you just won't find yourself getting there. So you need to sit, set little targets, targets along the way. Let's say if you wanted to run a marathon in a year for a charity, uh, that, that means something to you. Say you've lost a loved one from a disease or something like that. So it means something to you. The 42 kilometers, if you haven't run before, is very, very scary. So you, what you need to do over that period is set a goal for three months, maybe to get to 8Ks and six months you get to 15, 16, and then after nine months you're sort of getting to 20 to 25. And all of a sudden, if you can get 25, 42 seems you know pretty reasonable to get to. It might be if you're losing weight, you want to lose 30 kilos. That's quite daunting looking at it like you're like, how can I lose 30 kilos? That's so much. And if you break it down over 12 months, 18 months, it's like, oh, I only need to lose sort of one and a half to two kilos a month where at the start you'll probably lose a little bit more. So you you structure it. So the first six months you'll aim to lose 15 and then you'll aim to lose 15 in the next six months. And then you'll break that down even more to monthly or six weeks, probably – 10 towards 6 weeks, 12 weeks um, because it's more true record, true accuracy of your data going forward. It's the same with anything. Like now I speak about athletes a lot with this. They have a goal to either win a premiership, make finals or whatever, and there's basically stepping stones along the way. They need to get to certain body fat levels. They need to get to certain fitness levels. They need to improve their strength. They need to get their recovery right. So they basically have goals the whole way along and that premiership is that final goal. So they work towards that over time. So 
you you basically need to, a goal and something to work towards, and then you need to put all the steps in place to get that. So one of the most important factors, I believe, if not the most important factor, is setting yourself little goals along the way. So every day, personally, I or every week, I have a schedule and I write it down at the start of the week and then every day I look at it and follow that schedule. And when I tick these things off, I might have three or four tasks in one day. I try not to go over that. I tick them off and I feel proud of what I've done and I feel accomplished. And that's something that I will never go shy away from. Um, because I think it's so important that we can pat ourselves on the back, whether we're going through a very depressive state or whether we're not suffering depression and we just want to look after our mental health is writing that stuff down and making sure we're following it and being proud of that every step of the way because the happier you are, the more likely you are to do stuff. Whereas if you're not proud of what you're doing and you don't celebrate those wins, you'll find a way to stop doing them. You'll find when you um, talk to other people and they've done something good and you pump them up, they want to do it more. Whereas if you shoot them down, then they won't do it again. So you've got to be kind to yourself and say, look, I've achieved that today. It might be walking the dogs. It might be stepping out and just seeing the sun for the first time. It might be that you've uh, gone to your first interview, whatever that might be. Let's say that's if you're jobless and you go to your first interview and you may not get it, but be proud that you went out and interviewed and learned from that experience. And then next time when you get the job, be proud of that. Be proud of every step of the way. So my advice to everyone is set yourself goals, little ones, big ones, and just aim at those things and create those stepping stones along the way. It doesn't matter whether you're in bed and you're really, really depressed or you're an alcoholic or whatever, you set those little goals. It might be don't drink for one day um, and then the next week you might say, I'm not going to drink for two days and you keep it at that for a while and then it's three days. Or if you're depressed, it might be like, I just want to get five showers in this week. And that might be a massive achievement to you and then pat yourself on the back and be like, beautiful, I'm going to aim for five days of brushing my teeth and five days of walking. And all of a sudden, after a couple of months' time, you're back at work and you're striving for those things that you really, really want again. Accountability is really big with goal setting as well. So tell someone you're you know, you're close to, set them up so they know exactly what you want to get along the way and be honest with them the whole time. Be honest with yourself and then be proud. Don't discourage yourself and beat yourself up for not succeeding along the way as well. Just learn from those experiences and realize you may need to take a little step back before you step forward again. Sometimes the old one step back, two steps forward is one of the best things that you can do. I want to thank you for listening to this post about goals and I really, really hope it's helped you. I thought I'd throw this in as a little treat because it's a question that I've been getting a lot of lately. How do I get motivated? How do I turn up to gym? Um, you know, how do I get my son or daughter to get the, get a job or um, work towards something in their career and all of that stuff? And I will answer that question as well that, you know, personally I was a landscaper till I was 25 and then quit that and came, became a PT and now I've basically handed my business over to my uh, fiancé and I'm working towards hopefully working in the mental health industry somewhere, whether that be continually podcasting and being sponsored for this podcast, um, which thankfully Vitality Fit and my fiancé really been, has been really awesome with sponsoring this so far, um, or whether 
I sell merchandise or whether I work for a, or an organization um, that works in mental health so I can get out there and keep telling my story and keep doing all of those things going forward. So I want to thank you all for listening. The first 12 or so episodes has been incredible. I've loved learning about other people and I hope you all out there have understand that you're not alone. People do go through things similar to you. Every story is not exactly the same, but we all have a story. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you've got depression or anxiety or be bipolar or stress disorder or you're an alcoholic or you're addicted to drugs or whether you have none of that at all. We all have a story or something that we've had to battle through. And in the future, I'm going to get guests on that don't battle mental illness but look after their mental health so they don't fall down that slippery slope because I think that's super important as well because what we can do is we can find ourselves later in life falling down that slippery slope and all of a sudden we're suffering. So it's really important that even people that don't suffer look after that mental health because mental illness doesn't discriminate and it can strike anyone at any time and you may not think it through your 20s and 30s but maybe when you get to 50 60 that all of a sudden bam something happens to you and you haven't looked after your health for years and years and years and you're burnt out so i think we should all take our mental health seriously it doesn't matter who you are um and i hope that this podcast can go crazy and i can have millions of subscribers and store eventually in next few years i won't even have to worry about doing a podcast because the world will just be a better place so hopefully this will help you if it does you know feel free to send me an email if you've got any ideas send me an email um if you would like to sponsor the podcast at all as well um send me an email and i'll send you some packages and information about what i can do for you um with in terms of adding you to a podcast um, recording, putting you on the website, um, and just basically giving you shout outs and stuff from there. So I'd love your help. I'd like, because I'd love to be able to give back to the people that have spoken on the podcast. Um, and because they're doing such a great thing by sharing their story. So if they've helped you in any way, um, I'd love to help them as well going forward and in the past. So thank you for listening. The next podcast will be a friend of mine, um, that I've, met this year through footy um, and from what I know he has a very very similar story to mine and from what I gather it's a story that a lot of males out there have um, so I'm really looking forward to talking about that and with him and I hope that the last podcast with uh, John Orman who has been through a lot personally and then suffered the one punch um, which changed his life dramatically. So I hope you enjoyed listening to that. And thank you to John and thank you to all my podcast guests so far. You've been amazing and the feedback has been amazing. And I will now have that feedback put up on the website. So thank you and happy listening. Thanks for listening to Power, Strength and Vulnerability, the mental health podcast. If anything in this podcast has brought up difficult feelings, please call Lifeline on 13-1144. For any further information, or if you want to bring your story to life, contact Shane at shane at vitalityfit.com.au. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y-F-I-T-T dot com dot A-U.